Welcome to the Kick Pod, your weekly DM on the stuff that matters. One, two, three, four. Hey, Lozzie. Hello. We are recording pre Bali trip. We, we thought we'd share that with you guys. Do it in Bali, but we don't trust ourselves with the uploading process <laughs> of files. <laughs> well, we had to record a podcast last time we were in Bali mm. and we're just not tech wizards. So it, it, it proved to be pretty difficult. Also, the reception and the, and the internet there wasn't that great. So it was kind of hard. So we're pre-recording this yes. intro. Um, we cannot wait to meet the girls. I know we said that last week, but we are super excited. But what has just finished is our tour. So Lawsie, yeah, what was your favourite part about the tour? Well, my least favourite part is that I miss Sydney. Yeah, <laughs> last stop. <laughs> anyway, my favourite part was definitely, I think it was the actual workout. I mean, it's all, meeting the girls is mm. the best part. Yeah. It, the best part by far. But actually being in the workout, like I wish I could work out with, you know, when we had Mel, in Melbourne, we had 400 girls. Yeah. I wish we could walk, work out with 400 women every single time. I feel like it was just the most motivational room ever. Oh, for sure. That's it the was, best. Yeah, the energy was insane. I'd, I'd agree with that. But I think my favourite part was meeting girls who had come on their own and then they'd made friends there. Yeah. I think any time I hear girls making friends through the app or... Um, you know, meeting people at uni and realising that they're both kick girls mm. and then becoming really close friends or moving to a new state and becoming friends with another kick girl is super special to me. So I thought that was really cool that a lot of the girls went on their own and made friends there. I thought that was really special. Um, okay, what about the retreat we've got coming up? Yes. So we've gone on one before and obviously this is a new lot of mm. girls. What are you most excited about this retreat? Oh, everything. I think just meeting the girls and getting to know them and their story and how kick is kind of been in their life or mm. if it's helped them or yeah just how I, I love hearing how kick fits into people's lives yeah that's same. the best yeah same and I think we've actually met a few of there was a few of the girls who came on the tour who yeah. said that they were coming so it'll be great to get to know them a little bit better and and actually spending quality time yeah. I think that's some, the hardest thing is that you know even at the tour we got to spend maybe like 30 seconds of them yeah. run but we just want to like if we could we'd spend an hour mm. except then we'd be at each tour location for it too long <laughs> <Way> <laughs> we, too we long. couldn't so I think it'll be really nice to actually be able to sit down and talk to the girls and hear their stories yeah for sure so this week's podcast i'm, I'm really really excited oh yeah sorry that was oh, very that was very random, random. Why did i just am really excited to go to the sun place <laughs> the sun place bali has good weather yes it does and hopefully it will i feel like now we have to touch wood because it can <laughs> be tropical wood. okay touch wood anyway sorry Continue. anyway today's <laughs> podcast is a very good friend of mine, a chat between myself and Nat Darkus. So Nat was probably one of my first ever model friends. Um, I met her in the modeling industry when I was pretty fresh and she is just as sweet and lovely as she seems online. Um, Nat's a full-time model, um, but she also has studied on the side. She's just been killing it though. And I think what I love about her um, story and her career is that she goes with the flow a lot, mm. you know, she, um, and she enjoys it still. And she's not doing it for any other reason than that, that she just, it does fulfill her in a way that she generally enjoys it. Um, she was also there for me a lot and, and whether she knew it clearly or not, um, I lived with Nat when I was in LA and then we both moved to New York at the same time. So if you guys are familiar with my story, 
when I was going through a bit of a rough time when I was living in the States. Nat was basically my best mate over there um, and she was always there for me and, and we both went through some stuff together. So we spoke a little bit about that too. But I hope you guys love getting to know Nat. Um, she's a real special, special girl and... Um, yeah, I think it's a it's a really cool story and anyone who is interested in learning a little bit more about the ins and outs of the modelling industry, it's definitely a good one to listen to. Hello, Nat. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to my home. Hello. I love your home. Oh, so cosy. Um, how is it being home? In, mm, in Melbourne. It's been wonderful. Mm. It's been so, so nice. I wish I had longer to tell you the truth. It's been the fastest month of my life. Yeah. Um, next week is my last week before I've, um, I've got to head back to LA for a couple of jobs. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just been so good, like reconnecting with all my friends and family, because I think when you're over there, you just get a bit, you know, you want to be present over there. So mm. you... You have to kind of detach yourself. Yeah, you kind of, you get to a point where you get a little bit disconnected. So I made a mental note. I was like, okay, you need to come back to Australia this year and just check up with everyone, check in, yeah. So um, some people who are listening may already know who you are. And then for people who don't know who you are, we like to play a little bit of a game. That's not really a game. I don't know why I said oh that. God, here we I'm going to ask you three questions. Okay, great. <laughs> Just to kind of get the ball rolling, get you feeling really comfortable. Okay, good. good. I mean, you yeah. should be feeling comfortable. Yeah, it's yeah. just me. Awesome. Three fun facts about you. Um, I am a massive dork. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is a huge fact. <laughs> um, two, I guess I speak... I speak French. Mm-hmm. I spent the first five years of my life growing up in France. So, yeah, I guess I don't really get to use it that much. So people don't know that about me, I don't mm. think. Um, oh, my God, three. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to Costa Rica in two weeks for like seven days to have a little holiday. So that's nice. I'm really excited about that. Have you ever been there? Yeah, we, I went last year with my partner um, for about 10 days and I learned how to surf and just kind of went off the grid. It was really fun. So going back this time. Isn't that funny? You went to Costa Rica and learned how to surf. I feel like um, you totally would have got this being Aussie in America. Did you find that when you went to castings and you said you were from Australia, they're like, do you surf? Oh my God. <laughs> it is the most annoying question. <laughs> Everyone just assumes they yeah, they just put you in a box. Yeah. And then they also start asking you, do you know this person? Do you know this person? <laughs> and actually there are so many Australians in LA and New York and it gets to the point where I start feeling like a loser because after like they've reeled off 10 people's names, I'm like, no, no, no. They're like, do you go out? I'm like, actually, no, I don't go out. So, <laughs> so maybe that's something to do with that. But yeah. uh, Okay, next question. Most pivotal moment in your life or your career? One that sticks out to you. Oh, that's a huge one. Was there something that ever happened in your life or in your career that kind of just really paved the way or changed things for you? Yeah, I think... So where where did we meet? Did we meet in LA or mm, New York? I think we might have met... We met we here. We met here first, but and we then got we to hung know out. each other yeah. in LA. Yeah. So I think when we were there, we both had an iffy feeling about LA. We, weren't, we were both not huge on it, right? Mm-hmm. So 
I was like, oh, I don't like it here. So I went up to New York, spent a couple of months there and then spent the next, next last couple of years like going back and forth between Australia and New York. And, um, and then I happened to come across LA again mm. and I'd ruled it out. Mm. I'd said, oh, I don't like that place. That place doesn't work for me. And actually I met a couple of people there. Um, I fell into this really lovely flow with work. I got some great really regular clients that I became quite close with. And I just saw a completely different side of LA. Um, And I just, I ended up taking a lease out on a place in Venice. Mm -hmm. And I think I just grew up Mm -hmm. um, and I just let everything be the way it needed to be. Mm. And it was the first time, I think that was quite pivotal because I just spent the past like five years moving around, like three months here, three months here, three months here. And I actually just made, I put my roots down. Yeah. And so that was really pivotal in that sense, I think. Yeah, So absolutely. What about any goals <clears throat> come to mind short term or long term? I think at this stage, so when I was younger, I was quite hard on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're when you're 20, between 20 to 25 or whatever, you're told, oh, this is, you know, you can't keep modelling forever. It's going to run out. It's mm-hmm. going to run out. And it's kind of ingrained in the back of your mind. And so I think with that comes, you, you put it like depending on how ambitious you are as a person, you're like, okay, well, I'm doing this now. I want to be the best that I possibly can. So Mm. you put a lot of pressure on yourself. And and during that time, I think there was a lot of the grass is always greener in terms Mm. of different agencies, in terms Mm -hmm. of clients that I wanted to work with. And then over time, it's funny how everything unfolds. Like, you know, you do end up starting to work with those clients. Mm. You create an amazing relationship with your agency. And now I am at that point where, I'm just at this stage, every job that comes my way, I'm just so grateful. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And I've got stability at this stage, which I never think I really had. I think I was told I would never have it. Mm. And coming to the States, I've fallen into this really lovely, I don't know, just flow. And people want you for your body type. They don't want you for anything else. Mm -hmm. They rebook you because you're professional, your personality. So I think for me, that's, yeah, that's been, yeah. I've gotten there in that yeah. sense. I'm happy and yeah. that's my goal. That's good. It's like you're content. I've, I've found a sense of peace. Yeah. Um, I think it's actually really refreshing the way you answered it because often I think we all naturally feel like we need to be doing something more or we need yeah. to be better or, you know, that's like it's ingrained in us to just constantly try and be better or do better or aim higher or whatever. But if you're happy with what you're doing right now yeah. and it's, it's still challenging you in a way, but it's you're content and you're enjoying it then like. Yeah. I guess I have a hard time answering the goals question because maybe in this line of work, I don't have any more goals anymore. Mm. I'm just, I'm happy and, um, and I want to, you know, I just want to see where it goes and yeah. I'm, I'm going with the flow in that sense. Like yeah. I'm literally just going with the flow month to month, spending time between LA and New York and wherever the jobs are, I go um and yeah I'm not chasing anything that I'm not anymore as well I'm more honest with myself mm-hmm. so yeah I think that's important for like for younger models as well yeah we, for sure you know you're either you can be commercial or editorial and if you're not one or the other just be happy with what you are yeah and that's your strong point yeah and don't try and be the other thing yeah because you'll find a lot more happiness just being okay with you know feel smiley be smiley I don't know yeah absolutely that's good 
So take me to Nat, a young Nat. You said you grew up in France. You spent some time there. Where were you born? What was your family like? Did you like sports growing up? All of that sort of stuff. Take me back to the childhood Nat. Um, the childhood Nat. So mum's American and dad's French. And so I think, yeah, so I was born in the States and then spent four years in Hong Kong, five years in France. And the times, yeah, I guess I was in France between the age of five and 10. So you're really learning language then and the French system is so intense academically. So they really push you. Mm. And all my dad's like family was out there. So um, I think that's a big part of me. And then, so at 10, we moved to Australia. And at that time, that seemed like the most random furthest place on earth. <laughs> Um, and everyone at school was like, oh my God, there's going to be kangaroos and you're going to see koalas. And it was just, it was a, it was a bizarre thing. And I remember going to school and at that stage I had an, like a strong American accent, yet French was my sh- strongest language. I, sp- I had an American accent because when I would speak to mum, she's American. So that's just the way we communicated yeah. anyway. It's funny how accents work. Um, and so... Yeah, and then Australia after that, it just became home. And yeah. we were, we, we've always felt a little bit out of place in terms of expats. I think there's something to be said about having grandparents that live here um, and just, you know, being able to go off onto the weekend and hang out with your grandparents at a farm or like... Mm. So we never had that. So we really, it brought us all, the four of us, me, my little brother, mum and dad, really close together. Yeah. Um, but I think when the time, when modelling started to pick up, Sometimes people ask me when I'm in the States, there's always this one really obvious question. um, And it's, oh, how long do you think you'll be here? Like, when are you going to move back to Australia? That's like the one question. And I'm always like, well... You haven't really worked out where that is. I guess when I'm in the States now, I'm reconnecting to the American side of myself as well. Yeah. Um, And so maybe just never feeling like completely part of Australia has made the transition to the States a little easier, I suppose, because... I can, yeah, yeah. We used to have family roots there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's just funny all the different sides to yourself that you can have. Like when I'm in Australia, I'm like, oh, yeah, I love it here. I could live here. But when I'm in the States, I also reconnect to that side. I'm like, I could live there. Yeah. Yeah. How did you get into modeling? Oh, my God. I had, I was just, I had braces. Mm -hmm. I think I was like 15 on the tram with two guy friends and this like really tall skinny guy came up to me <laughs> <That sounds creepy. laughs> it's like hi have you ever thought about modeling and I was like nope definitely <laughs> not yeah it's just not something you think about mm. at that age mm. I don't do many girls dream of being a model do you I know do. did I you do. really yeah. yeah but it was more like I it wasn't just modeling when I was growing up I loved dancing and singing and yeah I wanted to be an actress or on stage or whatever I, I knew I was kind of somewhat I don't know, a performer or whatever, even though I was terrible at all of those things. Um, And I loved being in front of the camera. Like I was really confident. So I knew that there was a point, I think, when I was in high school when, you know, things like Victoria's Secret and stuff started being cool and whatever. That's when I kind of – it sparked my interest because I knew that that kind of connected with being confident in front of the camera and like still kind of performing in a way – but not having to be good singing or (laughs) dancing to be a model. Oh, my God. Um, So I kind of did, but – (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I know a lot of people kind of just fall into the opportunity. Yeah. So who, yeah. was that your first agent? Yeah, back in the day, this tiny little Melbourne agent. And I I didn't really do anything with it until I finished high school properly. Yeah. 
I, I was, yeah, I put my head down during high school. I finished year 12. And then I, I was like, okay, now's the time to do it. And yep, actually, funnily enough, um, nothing really happened mm-hmm. when I finished school. Mm-hmm. I went up to Sydney to be with my agency now that I'm um, Chic Management. And, you know, I think you're like, okay, now's the time to do it. Like I've been waiting mm. um, the past couple of years. And yeah, it was, a, it was a bit slow to start off with. And you really have to be patient. Mm. You really have to be patient. Mm-hmm. And um, it just takes time. And it took a lot of like floating back and forth between, you know, going to LA for a couple months, like feeling overwhelmed, running away, coming back to Australia, yeah. working in Australia, going back for a second go to really find the right rhythm and yeah. find what works for you. Yeah. It really just doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, absolutely. And um and I think the age thing is weird when it comes to modeling too, because as we were saying, you know, it's like, oh, by 25, you're considered old as a model. Yeah. You're done. You're done. And so here I am. I think it was when I turned 24. I'm 27 now. And ever since then, it's just really started to get busier. Yeah. And I think there's something to be said is as you get older, you come into yourself more. Absolutely. You're more forgiving. You're mm-hmm. more patient. You know, you have to learn lessons the hard way, like, in terms of being impatient, right? Like mm-hmm. wanting things to happen now, pissing all your agents off and yeah. being like, oh, okay, I need to take a step back. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it just came to when I moved to the States last, like two years ago or whatever, and I took that lease out in Venice and I just became happy. I fell in love like mm. with my current boyfriend <laughs> and I think I just started living and I took the pressure off that tunnel vision that is, okay, I've got to succeed at what I'm doing. Yeah. And funnily enough, every when I took a step back and I started living and being more present, that's when work started happening more for me. Um, and I could have only learned that with time and just age and just yeah. sticking around. Yeah. And yeah. If you told me that when I was younger, I would have been like, nah, that's so long away. I'm going to be so old by then. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Kind of like even the other day I was, I mean, I'm 25, but I was on um, a shoot the other day and the male model, he was so cute. He was really new to modeling and um, I found out he was 17. Oh my God. I worked with a 19 year old the other day and I made a joke. I was like, I could be your mom. And he's like, don't say that. But like, honestly, it felt so funny. Like I was just, I didn't want him to ask me how old I was. Yeah. Like, I was like, this is, and then, and then I think he was like, I was posing for something and he was like, oh, how long have you been modeling for? And I was like, well, in my adult years, like seven years now. And he was like, oh, oh, that's, that's why you like know all the moves. And I was like, like, actually, I do. I actually do know all the moves. Like I'm really good at what I do now. (laughs) But it was just funny. It was like, oh my God, I remember being the baby on set. I remember, you know, you know, people being like, how old are you? Oh my God, you're 18. Oh, you're such a baby. And like, now I just feel old, even though I'm so not old. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird how modeling makes you feel that way. But, um, it's, but I totally, you can't judge yourself. You can't judge other people because everyone's story is so different when it comes to modeling. Exactly. Some of my most like beloved friends, like you, Amanda, Ellie, like we all started off together and we've all gone down our own little paths. And like, I, actually just you know we were talking about Amanda earlier mm. how I admire what mm. she's doing so much hi Amanda if you're listening <laughs> she's an architect and she's just doing the coolest stuff up in Sydney and you've created this empire and it's just like and I'm and then I'm like oh wait I'm I'm still modeling but but you're happy yeah and that's, that's the, the thing. thing and sometimes yeah. I think I can I go off and 
Put a bit of I can get really stuff. stuck in yeah. my head, you know, especially on your off days. And I'm like, oh, you know, why am I still modeling? And um, should I be doing something more meaningful with my life? And actually, when it comes down to it, I'm still here just, I don't know, it's still working for whatever reason. <laughs> I'm going with the flow. Yeah. <laughs> and just go with it because I know that when it stops working, I know myself well enough that I will move on to the next thing. Yeah, exactly. And we all do. Yeah, and yeah, but it is, it is. I think it's nice, you know, and the modeling career can go um, different for everyone. Some people, as soon as they start out, it goes bananas or it can go bananas when they're like 16 and then their and career then is over crash. by their 20, you know, <laughs> or yeah. like you, you've been so fortunate. I think what a lot of people don't understand about the modeling industry is, um, you know, they kind of only know of the supermodels of the world. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, like yeah. the SI models or the... Um, Victoria's Secret models or, or, you know, they've modelled for Tommy Hilfiger or all the You have your brands. hot moment and then you fall off the face yeah. of the earth or whatever. But I think, you know, there's this type of modelling, which is like what you do, which is the most stable and it's probably stable. the most comfortable and still exciting. Like you still get to travel yeah, the world. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. You work with incredible brands. And I work with brands that I would wear, right? Like, yeah. And, and this is the other thing that's really important to mention is that I, I also think it comes down to luck in the sense that the brands that I started working for from the get-go, they never wanted me to lose weight. Mm. They never wanted me to be thinner than I was. Um, they were always a super active lifestyle, girl next door, I don't know, yoga brands, lingerie yeah. brands. Yeah. And if anything, if they noticed, if I started getting too like, I don't know, strict with myself, mm. as you do when you're younger mm-hmm. and trying to figure it out, if I lost a little bit of weight, they would, they would call it out. They'd yeah. be like, Nat, what's going on? Yeah. You've lost weight. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh. And I think I, was, I just was really lucky in that sense that the, I didn't, I didn't have a bad ex- – because I know a lot of people, you know, who did work for clients who might have expected a different thing. So there is the good and bad in this industry. Um, I guess right now I'm talking about the good. So – and then being in the States, I've, I think it's a good time to be in a model – be a model in the States. I really do mm. because – they are embracing so many. They're embracing everybody type. Yeah. So much diversity, yeah. and um, I actually walk away from some jobs where I'm working with lots of different curve girls, and everyone's different shapes and sizes, mm. and it's really not the stereotype of modeling. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know there is that too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I just want to stay. I want to stay in the healthy realm. Yeah. Absolutely. But I think it's just, I think it's, you know, before when we were talking, we were catching up, um, you almost said something like you're, you feel like what your story of modeling is, isn't exciting enough. Yeah. I, but- I mean, I, I do, yeah, because I'm, yeah, I don't feel like it is that exciting because for me, it's just, it's just another job. Like mm. everyone has their stresses at work. Um, I know ours can seem a little strange, like the amount of traveling I'll do some weeks and yeah. how you, you know, for our job, we have, we have to stay in shape mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. stay manicured and everything, yeah. but it just becomes homework to yeah. the job. Yeah. Um, and I guess, I, yeah, I don't feel like it's that exciting in that sense because it's stable and I don't do the most exciting brands, but they're brands that I love working for. They're exactly. really cool people. They're yeah. nice people. They don't take it too seriously. And you work a lot. <laughs> I work a lot. You work a lot. <laughs> yeah. I'm this year's been this year's been really intense with traveling and everything and I think I need yeah, it'll be good to take a bit of time off. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I, yeah. 
you need to reconnect with yourself. It's like with everyone's work, yeah. right? When you work too hard, you traveling. Yeah. Absolutely. You need to take time for yourself and reconnect with yourself, reconnect with your friends, your your boyfriend that mm. I never see. Because no. <laughs> we both travel so much. It can be lonely. It can be super lonely. Yeah, it I can. I think that's what people don't really see. Very lonely. You have to be very comfortable with yourself. Yeah. I think I've always been quite introverted which is kind of ironic because on set you have to turn up and just be talking to everyone. You're almost like, you know what it's like? You're like yeah. a dancing monkey. Yeah. And the one thing that I'll say that can be pretty screwed up, it's like, you know, we're only human. We're women. We go through the ebbs and flows of emotion, personal life. And if you're ever having a bad day, having to be on at yeah. work yeah. is so so tough. yeah oh yeah can completely it is so tough yeah and I'm very emotionally transparent like I might not be on my social media per se but oh no you are I mean not on your social media yeah, I know but, you but yeah I think <laughs> and that comes as well I never yeah I, but in person like you ask me how I'm feeling I'm like well yeah um yeah and so that can be really tricky and so yeah and then you spend a lot of time by yourself and I yeah yeah <laughs> So Quite kind introverted of, in that sense. And, yeah. I, and the work can be really tricky some days when I do not feel like talking to anyone. Yeah, yeah. And clients will complain. I've had clients complain sometimes if, oh, uh, she didn't have very high energy today. And it's like, Jesus. Like, yeah, can't be on every single yeah, time. Yeah. But they expect, you know, yeah. you're a commodity. They're paying for you to be a certain way at the yep. end of the day, which I guess is kind of screwed up. Yeah, yeah. So there's so some of the, like, that sense. the, the, tougher parts or the, the stranger the, yeah, the things, strange things what about from the um, outside things that you love things that you love about the industry or your career in particular I like how I really get to pick and choose where I live mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah I think I've always been the type of person I need to move around and <laughs> I don't think it's I'm quite a happy person and it's not a grass is greener type of thing, but I just like to be active and doing things yeah. and doing a million different things at once. And so, yeah, th- this year has been particularly cool because I was like, okay, I want to spend more time in New York this year, um, but I also want to keep my place in LA. Mm-hmm. So I've made the conscious effort to spend more time in New York and my partner has been coming to New York as well. And that's kind of cool. Like how we can just be like, hey, do you want to spend a couple of months yeah. in New York together? And, you know, we get to choose. Pick and choose your holidays as well. Mm-hmm. Pick and choose how hard you work. The flexibility um, of it, I suppose. Yeah, the flexibility of it is pretty cool. But, yeah. Yeah. I think we talked about the stuff that I like about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So... Outside of modeling, what tickles your pickle? What are you interested in? What tickles my pickle? If you couldn't, if you just suddenly had to stop modeling, what do you think you would fall into? I mean, you have a lot of interest in, That's such which we're definitely going to talk about this because I love your, I love how balanced you are outside when it comes to exercise yeah, we and eating. Definitely, talk about definitely that. going to talk about that. Is Maybe that something mention. that you would be interested in kind of, I don't know, playing with career wise, or is it just you know more of a looking um, after yourself? I love a good cafe, a mm-hmm. good little healthy cafe. I mm-hmm. don't know. I find so much inspiration in that. Um, I think beyond work. So I'm doing my Bachelor of Nutritional Medicine. Yeah. And um, I'm really interested in that. I, 
being a naturopath nutritionist in a clinic, I think would be really cool. But I think what would really inspire me is to maybe open a cafe. I love what you're doing in the sense where you've created products, you know, you've like, um, you've manipulated like ingredients to make them healthier. And I think that's the best thing ever. So I would love to have a cafe that has healthy versions of things without losing the taste because there are a lot of cafes. There's a lot of restaurants out there where they try and be healthy and the taste just goes out the window. Yeah. Um, That's cool. What else? Such a hard question. Yeah. But I love that. That's, that's a really cute idea. I, yeah. I'm taking every day as it comes at this stage. That's good. And yeah, I find so much inspiration in like interior design, mm-hmm. cooking, traveling, everything. I don't know what I'll do after this, which is the forever question. Mm. But I like to think um, everything works out and, you know, you, you will fall into whatever is meant to be next. And Yeah, that's a really good way to I've, think about it. I've also, I'm also at that stage where I'm also try not to think about it too much because yeah it just makes you a little bit anxious worrying too much about it yes well because modeling is working for you right now yeah and you're happy with it so yeah but still I wish I could have a better answer for you but yeah that's the truth so you're still studying yeah bachelor of nutrition um I have two years Mm -hmm. but you're doing that online well I've got to come back and do two hours of clinic okay I mean sorry two years of clinic yeah hours yeah um and I'm not sure when I'm gonna do that yeah. because when I signed up for that course it was before I moved to the states yeah. and I was like yeah I'm, I'll definitely end up back in Australia <laughs> and you know <laughs> no, plans change yeah. <laughs> plans always change and now at some point I've got to come back to Australia to do two years and I'm not sure how that's gonna work so I might look into transferring it over to the States and yeah. doing it there. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah. But I must say what I do find interesting in that whole world is um, the connection between mental health and what you eat. Mm-hmm. I think if we were, if I was to go into a realm, I think that is the coolest thing right now mm. in terms of um, – just eating not to look a certain way or I think we get everyone gets so obsessed especially in the modeling world right it's like it's like oh what are you eating to look the way you do and all this stuff but actually no for me I guess because I did have my own little issues back when I was younger you know your first experience with depression or Mm -hmm. whatever I early on realized that eating for me is about feeling good mentally yeah and I think maybe that's not talked about as much um you know I eat a certain way because I want to have energy and I want to turn up for people and I want to feel awake and Mm. switched on and um and in turn I think it's a domino effect everything works from there yeah so how do you how do you feel about all that yeah I'm the same I've like come a long way in that sense I think I definitely put way too much pressure on myself yeah. When I think when we were younger in New York, we were both in a funny time just because we were young in the industry and we... Th- and it was a new place. It was a new place and, I mean, I think everyone has to go through that when they're a young woman, just sort of experimenting with, like, yeah. the way your body is and food and exercise, over-exercising, mm-hmm. trying to be a certain way in order to get... I think we're both in a pretty healthy place now and yeah. it's pretty funny to look yeah. compare now and... Um, 
back in the day because yeah we are balanced yeah and pretty healthy relationship I yeah would say. absolutely what do you think your lowest point was was there a like a particular thing you think that sent you down to that point of partly depression or um putting too much pressure on your on your looks and eating yeah. a certain way like when was that god I think um when you finish school I personally put so much pressure on myself mm. to I deferred uni mm-hmm. and I was like okay so I guess I'd just signed with an agency and they wanted me to move to Sydney and I was like okay I guess it's got to happen now like yeah. it's got to happen now and so the pressure started to stem from that mm. sort of that way of thinking um I think a combination of just when you're 19 you're just lost like you're supposed to know what you want to do but even when it came to like choosing a course I was like okay well I like chemistry at school so I guess and I'm good at chemistry so I guess that must mean I'll do biomed yeah but in the back of my mind if I'm completely honest I always thought oh I like nutrition I like nutrition Mm. and this was before modeling Mm -hmm. even started but my ego was like "Mm, no nutrition like you don't need like you work so hard to get this high VCE score, mm. you only need this. Why would you like yeah. settle for nutrition? It's That's, like the dud. Yeah, it's the dud course. Like you obviously you need to go for medicine. It's exactly the reason why Laura chose to study law over nutrition. Yes, because <laughs> she got a good enough end of God, score. I just, I would never go back to those years. Like it was such a learning lesson. But yeah, I put myself through the most so much mental torture and I okay so I think I had my first heartbreak Mm -hmm. when I was like 18 19 Mm -hmm. and so that's like Mm -hmm. the end of the world Mm -hmm. um and after and then modeling wasn't working out the way I thought it would it just wasn't you know it was nothing much was happening it was a slow start and I just I'd picked up biomed I wasn't really into it and I just I wasn't listening to myself I wasn't being true to myself and um so yeah just a lot of after that you know you just kind of spiral and you get really stuck in your head and Mm. um what helped you get out of it just time yeah I mean okay what helped me get out of it was there a point that you were like okay there's something wrong or like this isn't the way I should be thinking or someone else pull you out of it yeah, I think okay. So I think you have to fall into a pretty dark place, mm. and then I think from there it's always up yeah. in the sense that you'll get so low that you're like, okay, like something isn't working here. I need mm. to change. And for me, it was just maybe balancing it more with just living. And I think I just put a lot of pressure on myself when I was younger. I put a lot of pressure on myself, mm. and and looking back, it came with experience. It came with having those low moments. And then, and thinking, oh my God, nothing is ever going to get better from here. Like, I'm just, I'm in a rut, I'm stagnant. Yeah. I'm not excited about my life. And then just seeing over time how it turns around and day by day you start to feel better. Mm. And then suddenly you, it's funny because, you know, you'll call up a friend crying or you'll be telling them how shit you're feeling and they'll call you up a couple of weeks later and they're like, oh, how are you feeling about this? And you know, when you're feeling high again, you're like, oh, what, what do you mean? And they're like, you, well, you called me crying the other day. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what, what was with that? Like, are you feeling better? Oh, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. And so looking back on like, 
you have to hit rock bottom, you feel better, and then every time you hit rock bottom, it's a little easier because yeah. you know you've been here before. And you can pull yourself out of it. So it's just, oh my God, it just, it's just time. and Yeah. Yeah, and that's not what maybe everyone wants to hear, but experience for me in that sense has been the biggest thing because when I am having an off week, when I'm tired, when things are slow, I'm like, okay, Nat, you've been here before and yeah. it always gets better. Yeah. And that's just that sort of self-talk helps me so much yeah but when I was younger I didn't have that self-talk because I've Absolutely. never been there before yeah exactly what you said it's time and experience because it's the same thing when I mean a lot of girls come to me um for advice uh and, and the hardest thing is to answer them is exactly what you said it's it's going to be a journey you're going to get through it but when it comes to like coming out of a an eating disorder or a really bad relationship with food yeah. maybe they're into binge eating or um not eating at all and all that sort of stuff and they are scared to um or they feel like they've gotten to a better place but they're scared to fall back into it and it's like sometimes you need to sometimes you get, are gonna slip up like you know it's not like a you wake up one day and you're never gonna have a binge again or you're never gonna yeah, feel you're stronger than you think yeah <laughs> and I think and you have to fall there to know and pick yourself back up to know that you're stronger than you think. Yeah. And it's, I think... it's kind of amazing. We are so strong. Yeah. We think, I think the thought of having a bad moment or something happening is actually worse than when it actually happens. It actually happens. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, but I love, I love talk. We should talk more about that. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's, it's what you said before, I think there's so much learning and growing, particularly, I mean, for guys as well, but I mean, we can only relate obviously to a girl's mind, but in your early 20s, in your body's changing, whether you're in the modeling industry or not, there's so many pressures out there and so many messages that make you think that you have to look a certain way or live life a certain way or eat this certain healthy food or exercise this way, because that's what's kind of cool at the moment, um, that it takes time to kind of figure out what works for you. It does. And be strong in knowing what works for you and yeah. stand by it. Yeah. Um, for example, I've always, I've come to be quite like an intuitive eater. Mm-hmm. So for me, what do I feel? I wake up in the morning. Okay. Do I feel like sweet? Do I feel like savory? And I really like listen to that internal message. Mm. And that just kind of always takes me forward. And I also I've learned that, you know, if you have a bad day, if you eat crap or whatever, mm. you slip up. It's not even a slip up. It's like you normal. just literally yeah. have a craving and you're like, okay, I'm going to go have that burger. Your body is not going to change. No. You literally have to do that for like three months <laughs> yeah. to like notice a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and if you can't squeeze in that run this morning because you're feeling tired, your body's tired, it's because your body's tired. It needs it more than the run. Yeah. And whether you run today or not, it's also not going to make a difference. Yeah. It's that consistency. Yeah. And I think, yeah, you just you just need to be kinder to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. You're your biggest enemy in that sense. You put all the pressure on yourself. No one else is putting that pressure on you. Yeah, I think we think that. Society is in a sense, but we think that we put it all people on are out sure. to thinking about it. But yeah. no, everyone's thinking about themselves to a certain extent. I think we have yeah. to remember. Did you ever have a period when you got into the modelling industry um, where some of your friends weren't really supportive of the whole career choice or or thought that you should be doing things differently or anything? Have you ever felt pressure from friends? Yeah, definitely. That was a really... Actually, I think um, the first five years of, you know, my 20s 
was hard mm. in that sense. And there is this stereotype mm. before we before I came into the confidence of being like, no, this is a career. Yeah. I'm good at what I'm do. I'm I, I'm good at what I'm doing. I'm professional. Yeah. Um I deserve to be doing this. Yeah. You definitely f- I felt like it was kind of this I was always being attacked in a way. Yeah. Maybe I wasn't, but I was always defending myself. I thought there was this always a stereotype around me like if a boyfriend's parent would ask me what I was doing, Perfect. I'd be like, yeah. I'd sort of whisper and not like make eye contact. Oh, I'm just modeling. Like yeah. put it down. Yeah. And now I'm like, I just say, you just have to have yep. confidence because it's what you're doing for a job. It yep. doesn't. And I think it also comes to, we put so much value on ourselves with the job that we do, but it's actually who we are on the side of work mm. that matters most. Absolutely. Do you agree? Like, yep, completely. And I think that's a big thing. Um, yep. We place our value on ourselves, like how busy we are, mm-hmm. how much we're achieving or social media, but really like you have to be honest with yourself and be like, am I a good person with mm-hmm. or without work? How busy yeah. I am, how people perceive yep. me to be how busy I am. Um, I think if anyone is judging you, um, anyone that knows you and is still judging you on things like your career choice or whatever, or, or your lifestyle choices, it's, it's, they're not a very supportive friend because yeah. I think like I, I definitely struggled when we first started, um, when I first started modeling, I was the same. I would be so embarrassed to s- when someone was like, what do you do for a living? Yeah, or like, are you, you or whatever? And I was like, oh, I'm no, just I'm modeling. just modeling. <laughs> they'd be yeah. like, oh, where would I have seen you? <laughs> like, who would you modeled for? And I was like, oh my God, I hate oh this. Oh my God. I, well, one thing I'll never <laughs> tell an Uber driver though, like sometimes oh when I'm going my. to the airport in the morning, like it's so funny. They'll be like, when they get super chatty Kathy on you, yeah, yeah. you don't feel you like do talking. Not tell them and they're like, they're like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll be in a city for a day and they'll be like, and I'll already give them too much information yeah. by telling them I'm just in the city for a day. And they're like, oh, what do you do for work? And I'm like, and then I'll just like reel off the brand name that I'm working for. And I'm like, oh, I work, I'm their marketing producer. <laughs> and sometimes I get like so deep into a lie. I'm like, whoa, Nat, like you're not a liar. But like, what was with that? Yeah. But I also like, you know, sometimes you just can't be bothered. Yeah. It's like with accents, right? Yeah. When I'm in the States and they detect an Australian accent, like some days you just don't feel like talking mm-hmm. about it because they'll straight away be like oh cool like mm. I went to Melbourne once and oh, then it's like yeah. this oh yeah like where'd you go in Melbourne and then it's like I went here and it's like oh I don't know that yeah okay cool and then Such like awkward silence yeah I hate that I like small talk I I'm actually, bad like that I um I remember when we were in America if we ever had to like order something or whatever you would say it in the American accent oh yeah yeah because you were just so like they're just not gonna understand us if we don't <laughs> that is a funny thing okay so Mum's American, my boyfriend is American, and I, whenever I speak with them, I have more of an American accent, um, <laughs> and then when I come to Australia, I have more of an Australian accent, but apparently it's a sign of empathy, and I'm going to go with that, because mm. you just want to be understood, and, or maybe you're impatient too, you don't have to repeat yes. words. <laughs> <laughs> totally, no, totally, totally. Yeah. That's so funny. I, I reckon it's funny because you, you sound, I mean, you still sound Aussie to me. I wish I had more of a French accent though. That's one thing I'll say because <laughs> my dad has a French accent and, and that's one it? thing that I can't, I can't fake that one. Oh, really? Yeah, but you can like, speak French still. Hello. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. yeah, I can speak French, but I yeah. still, I have a pretty strong um, American Australian accent or whatever, whenever I'm speaking French with my cousins. Mm. I am, um, whenever I find myself, when I go uh, back to England to see family or whatever, um, 
I'll just randomly You'll start develop speaking. an accent. Yeah, fully with an it's English fun. accent. <laughs> it's so weird. It's, yeah, it's, it's weird. So easy to I pick think up. it's just a way of communication between humans. Yeah, and I think when and you're close is, with that person, you just, I don't you know. You just, you want to relate, you know? You want to, <laughs> yeah. 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 I think it's a sign of closeness and yeah. empathy and I don't know. Yeah. Um. So talk to me about your, do you have a routine that you like to stick with, with, cause you're such a healthy person. What I, what I mentioned before, I, I feel like as much as you mentioned that you've, you have gone through lows in the past, you have such a healthy balance with the way you eat. Um, yeah. I love seeing what you eat. It's oh my just, God. I'm so random. No, I get really excited about certain dishes. Yeah. And I'll randomly post it on Instagram <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, she hasn't posted in like 10 days like, and then suddenly it'll just be this like photo of avocado on toast. toast yeah. Because genuinely behind it, I'm like smiling like a dog, <laughs> like, hey, I'm so excited about this. Yeah. Um. Okay. I think, okay, I want to go back to how you're hard on yourself when you're younger. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I was... I definitely went through a stage for sure looking back where I was like super strict with myself. Mm. Um, I don't know. I tried out different things like, oh, maybe vegan will like help Mm. clear my skin up (laughs) and just like random stuff. Um, But my mum was always so good. Like if she ever saw me getting a bit like, I think you can get tunnel vision a little bit, especially when you're really busy with work or you're on location and you can't really control, like eating is such a control thing, right? Like, you can be healthy, but you still, if someone chooses what you eat, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, yeah, yeah, it's still pretty hard. Yeah. Like you want to be able to have some say in your meal and your diets and yeah. whatever. And so sometimes I would get a little bit overly anxious and my mom was always so good. She would reel me back in and just be like, I think you're thinking too much about food. Yeah. And I would be like, oh yeah, 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 yeah I am. Mm-hmm. So I was really lucky in that sense to have her and- That's um, nice. And I think I was just, yeah. Did yeah. she, um, like, growing up, were you fairly healthy? Were your parents always, like... Uh, actually, not really. Yeah. Not really. Yeah. We, like, they were always very balanced. Yeah. My, I think it was pretty funny when I was first starting getting, getting into the modelling world and I would come home and I think this was probably when I was at my most, like, control freak mode in mm. terms of, like, guys who, like can you make Don't sure there's like oil. fresh eggs in the fridge and yeah. like olive oil and avocado and stuff. And I'd get a little bit too obsessive. And my dad, I remember he was so funny. He'd be like eating normal, like white bread or yogurt. He's like, and he's like a fit man. He still runs every morning. Yeah. Bless him. He's like, we still go for runs together. It's the funnest thing ever. Oh. Um, and he'd be like stuffing his face with toast and yogurt that I would never go near at that stage. Yeah. Right. Cause yeah. I thought there was too much sugar in it or whatever. Yeah. And, um, He'd be like, well, I've been eating this stuff all my life and I turned out fine. And I'm like, ah, yes, good point. You did. I'm like, I wonder what I'm freaking out. So I think it's just like having those figures, those well, like those objective balanced people in your life that really helps. I think we're very lucky in that sense because I think there's a lot of girls who end up actually finding that pressure of, of dieting or the dieting world yeah, or, or I hear that parents, from their moms. Yeah, I hear that yeah. too. And yeah, kind of lucky stars that like we didn't yeah. have oh, no. that as parents. We were very, we were yeah, very nice. Like, I was the kid with the good lunchbox. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I had peanut butter and jelly because mom's American. And I remember seeing this girl, she would have Nutella sandwiches with butter. Yeah. And I'd come home and I'd be like, mom, why can't we have that? <laughs> she'd be like, oh, well, you get peanut butter and jelly, which really it's is pretty not that much better. Good. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, no, I, I was definitely like, what I, is your guilty pleasure in terms of food now still? Yeah. Um, I love a good cheese board. I like, you love a good, cheese love board. a good cheese board. Um, and chocolate. Chocolate's yeah. like, chocolate, I've never really I know, been chocolate. a lollies person. Never. Even when I was a kid, I was never really a lollies person, but chocolate is like my go-to. Yeah, we, it. When we were in New York, whenever we'd go to see movies together, we'd always, they always had the best cho- dark yeah. chocolate, remember? Yeah. Yeah. We'd like just, yeah. But then you'd buy that random chili one. Oh yeah, the Theo one. <laughs> I still get that, you know. I love it. I still reckon it's one of the best brands in America. <laughs> I mean, I found some since. That can be a different podcast. <laughs> all the chocolates my, all in the America. Chocolates. <laughs> Recommended by Nat. And I remember when we tried to make healthy um, hot cross buns over <laughs> Easter. Do oh, you remember that? Yes. And they tasted like shit. They were like rocks. <laughs> they were so weird. But I, I mean, I, I was like adamant about eating them anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So for anyone that didn't know, um, Nat and I, uh, yeah, we spent all our time getting to know each other in America, but you were my first, cause I hadn't moved out of home until then. So you were like my first roommate. Yeah. You were my first like living out of home person to live with. It was great. Oh my God. I'm glad it was you. Yes. Like, I, I know just... we say this all the time. We were in a model apartment and I suppose we were lucky that it was one of the model apartments that, um, you know, wasn't like packed full with bunk beds or whatever. Like, yeah. And, and you were there first and you were there alone. And then I remember when we found out that there was other girls coming, you like saved no. me a spot in your yeah, room. No chance. I'm sharing it with some <laughs> random chick. And that was like the best thing ever. And we, I just, yeah, I don't know. I had so much fun. It was... we, we both had the same, like. I think we were both, our jaws were on the floor with just our views of LA at that point in time. Yeah. We were just so confused. Yeah. Like we thought it was going to be a certain way and it was just a different way. And yeah. Yeah. But I think it's nice. Like I wanted to talk to you about it because like I, that's probably like that year for me was my lowest point in my own like self-confidence or body yeah. image and all that sort of stuff. And I think having you there, um, you know, I know I, there's so many times when I went to you for advice or like would we'd talk all the time about that sort of stuff, but there's so much I also didn't open up to you about. Um, but I think having you there and, and, and even if you might've gone through some low times as well, you just seem to have that balance and that like literally kind of was it's nice to got hear you say that. No, really. I it was remember, nice. I think we were all just going through some real shit. <laughs> yeah. Like we were just thought yeah. life was going to go one way and yeah. then it just went another way. I'm glad we all had each other, though. We, yeah, yeah. Mm. I know. I'm, well, it's nice to think, yeah. I did. Yeah. I really looked up to you. I liked. I, I looked up to the way that you kind of had your relationship with yourself and and the food and the way you liked exercise. Because I yeah. hated it. You know, the exercise for yeah. me back then was a punishment back then. So yeah, it was good to have you. You definitely. It's trial and error when it comes to what works for you and yeah. You got to do what you like in terms of exercise. Like, I love exercising yeah, now. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. In terms of, like, oh, I feel like Pilates today, or oh, I don't want to do yoga tomorrow. I just my favorite thing to do is when I go when I'm on a job and I go on location, and there's a place to run and yeah. a new a new place that I've never been. My favorite thing to do on that aspect with work is to wake up early in the morning or in the evening and go for a run. Mm. And everyone's like, I. The clients always like, oh, I can't believe you have energy to do that. But actually, like, after a really mundane day of shooting and like not using your brain, yeah. 
You, a lot of time I think your, your mind is tired, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you've just had no mental stimulation, but your body has so much energy. Yeah. And so I've learned to kind of differentiate between the two. Yeah. Yeah. Be like, actually, no, my body needs to go for a run. Like whether my mind says so or not, like I will feel better. Yeah. You always do. And it's time alone as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. Instead of in a room full of people <laughs> talking to you. Oh my God. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That is the, <laughs> the as you said before, as an introvert, <laughs> that's the, that's yeah, I think the I'm getting like worse with age. <laughs> it's because I don't know. I just need, I just love living by myself. Well, yeah. You know, doing my own thing. Yeah. I think you like the comfort of like having people around, but, um, I'm like you as well. I love my alone time and I need that. We need it. Yeah. But I'm very, I admire people who recharge their batteries by being around other people. Yeah. I think that's the coolest thing yeah. ever. Agreed. So, yeah. so what about for any young model girls out there or aspiring models because um, we've spoken a lot about our own kind of experiences and what would you what kind of message of advice would you want to give them if you knew that a young um, girl was looking up to you and just interested in the modeling industry honestly there's only one you mm. and just embrace your strengths like mm. if you're there's no one else like you in the world. And I know that sounds so cliche, but just instead of being like, it's so easy to kind of um, to think about all the things you don't have. Mm. You know, I'm not like, for example, I'm 5'7", I'm a tiny model. I was always told that I wouldn't be able to model because I'm too short. Um, and I've embraced that. Yeah. And you just don't try and be someone you're not because that is, it's just going to be like swimming upstream. Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah you're always, it's always going to be so much harder. You're always going to be met with so much resistance. If you're getting booked for certain things, it's because they like your look Mm -hmm. and also don't take it personally. Yeah. I think think is the other thing. Yeah. So really embrace your strengths as who you are as a person and your look and, but also realize that, you know, if you don't get chosen for a job, it really doesn't have anything to do with you personally. Absolutely. It's because you don't have that look. Yeah. And it's really important to like realize that from early on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have to get every job. And in fact, you're going to lose more than you are. And stop worrying about the job you didn't get because. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. What's one of your favorite jobs or favorite clients? Do you think? Um... I love doing the more yoga brands. Mm-hmm. I think that's so fun. Mm. I've got a couple of yoga brand clients in LA. Um, they and basically the whole day, I'm just doing lots of different yoga poses, mm. and everyone's super chill and cool. And um, I also I love doing lingerie. Funnily enough, mm. I don't know what it is because mm. I think they lo- like they really embrace your body. They book you because they like your body. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and you can't, you're not you can't be too thin. Like they want you to have a bit of meat on you, mm-hmm. and so there's something quite feminine and sensual about shooting lingerie. I think, which is quite fun. It's almost like you're acting a little bit. Agreed. I, that's, yeah, because that's I guess I'm I like not like it, yeah. uh, you know, like we're all goofy putting on and a stuff. bit of a character. Yeah, putting mm. that on is quite fun. Mm. I, I really like the athletic stuff. Yeah, the jobs where you can just completely just be, be just be you. Yeah, yeah. So. That's what I really like about it. I'm going to go to one of the questions that we got. So we asked the community for some questions. Um, and I really liked this one from Andy. 
Actually, look, yeah, it's a guy that sent this Interesting. one Interesting. Don't know if he'll be listening to the kick part, but <laughs> hello if you are. He does. Um, but I really liked his question. When and where were you happiest in your life? Or when and where are you happiest in your life? Um, I am in a really happy place now. Mm-hmm. and But I think the turning point for me was last year when I um, – decided to put my roots down in LA, in Venice to be particular. And I think I just stopped resisting mm-hmm. and stopped pushing for something that wasn't meant to be and I just let it be. Mm-hmm. And by doing so, it was amazing, the work that came, the sense of peace that came, the life, like the work-life balance mm-hmm. that I think I was just missing. Mm-hmm. Because I was just always just so ambitious and hard on myself and go, go, go and you got to succeed. And I actually just took a step back and I'm like, I'm going to live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and funnily enough, it was the busiest year. It's been like the past two years have been the busiest years of my life in terms of my career. Mm. And at that stage, I'd met my boyfriend and I think he really opened my eyes to, he lives a little bit out of LA in California and like in this sleepy little beach town. And he opened my eyes to California and not just LA. Yeah. So on the weekends, like, you know, I'd spent the whole week working or traveling for work. Mm-hmm. And then on the weekends, I would go up to Ventura. Yeah. And, and for kind of me, be out of the it was the first time that I had this balance. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, happiest. So happy. Oh, I was just good. like, I think, and I still am. I still am. Yeah. I don't have, yeah. I'm always moving around and everything. And I think it must be weird from the outside, but I just... I go with it and I feel like I have a bit of an internal compass with mm. where I need to be and I just maneuver with that and yeah. Love it. So, yeah. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, Andy. Um, and before I let you go, I'm going to ask you a question that Laura has made up. Oh, God. And it's a bit of a fun one. Um, thinking of movies or TV show characters, if there was one character that you could play, who would it be and why? Holy shit. <laughs> oh my God, do you know what? Do you have an answer? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's going to be the worst answer. Okay, so. There's no bad answer. I love Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. Can we just. And I love the notebook. So yeah. maybe I would pay Rachel McAdams. Yeah. Just to, you know, like experience that sort of love. Yeah, that love <laughs> triangle. <laughs> Just, just to have a good, like, cash in the rain. <laughs> I just think, you know, and Ryan Gosling was at his prime then. Yeah, so absolutely. Like, I wouldn't mind dating him. And... <laughs> so, yeah, that's my answer. It's it's a beautiful love story. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm my happiest when I'm in love, aren't you? Like, yeah. it's like you're, you're most alive and you take work less seriously and everything feels more balanced. I like that answer. That's not silly at all. Oh, we've had a very we have had a lot of mixed answers with that one so okay i need to listen and hear what the answers were yeah well some Mine of them is all soppy no <laughs> i like that some of them is like um uh like lightning mcqueen from cars that was <laughs> i have not seen cars <laughs> oh my god is, and is that a cartoon yes it's a cartoon yep that was that was g flip and there was oh another cartoon was i think i can't remember why do we who was it? Anyway, someone said um, Simba. Um, okay, yeah. Someone said Wonder Woman. Um, someone said I said um, I said yeah, Mrs. Smith say? from Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Okay. Yep. Yep. Oh. I just <laughs> love how badass she is. Edge. She's so badass. Bit of danger. Yeah. 
And they just, I don't know, I just love the passion and everything in that movie. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm sure when I'm driving home today, I'll think of so many answers. <laughs> no, I loved yours. It was so perfect. It was good. I love it. I completely agree. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, thank you. For coming on. catch up. Yeah, it was so nice catching up. And I'm glad some, some of our listeners can get to know you. You're such a beautiful person, like inside and out. And I probably babbled a lot, but that's just, you know, give you, you everything. Speaking the there truth. you are. <laughs> Thank you. Don't hold back. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening. Time for question of the week. Yep. That was new. Do you like that? Better yeah, than last sure. Week? That was better than last week. <laughs> Today's question of the week is from Marissa, and it is best childhood memory. Oh, that's a nice question. It is a nice okay. question. I have a lot, and I can't yeah. say this is best because right now I can't think of the best, and I feel like I put a lot of pressure. And yeah, let's just say spot. one that comes to your mind. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So would be doing handstands after school with my sisters for like four hours. Yeah. And it was really fun. Yeah, nice. That's it. Yeah, I have I have two <laughs> and they're really random as well, much like that. One is in my backyard. We used to put my – because we had one of those old school trampolines. It was just the metal frame and the absolutely the most unsafe trampoline yes. that ever existed. I think we all had Yeah. Well, it was quite a – that was the most common trampoline <laughs> totally. before the cool ones came in with the nets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this one, it was like the big rectangle ones. We used to um, put it up diagonally on the fence and run around in circles <laughs> and like run up on it and <laughs> – so that's one thing we used to do in the backyard and then another memory that randomly came to mind is I used to go camping a lot um on the Maya River so we did that for years every school holidays before we ended up buying a property there and um we used there was this one time I was really young I don't know how I remember this probably because there was lots of photos from this particular trip but there was this we made this mudslide down into the river and right near the riverbank we had like this we dug this big hole and it was basically like full of clayish kind of mud so it was like really murky water and like slimy clay but Mm. it was anyway we then spread it up the hill and we just made our own mudslide and it was so fun that is so fun that's a good memory for I feel like there was maybe because we're not kids anymore we don't do <laughs> DIY don't have the imagination to do that yeah <laughs> is it a water slide we used yeah, to have a, it, yeah. um I think we bought it from Kmart or t- I don't know one of those stores it's like a long yellow thing and yeah. the you connect it to the water and you the water the hose comes on it? out yeah. the, like out sprays on you yes, through the thing those. and you just put it on the grass yeah. and you just run and spray yeah <laughs> and slide down it. yeah oh that reminds me of those we had these those really long green plastic ho- um hoses with the holes in them yeah, yeah, yeah and you ran across it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How funny. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much See, for that you question. don't need a mobile phone. You just need yeah. a yellow you need piece water? of... water? Yeah, and a and hose space. with holes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's nice to, to look back on childhood memories. It's like possibly one of my favourite things to do. So thank you so much for sending in that <laughs> question. <laughs> Again, we hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. We're here every Wednesday if you would like to check us out um, and <laughs> check what, us what out. What do you like? <laughs> check us out on Wednesdays. That was Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday is checkout day. Check us if out you would like to. on Wednesdays. <laughs> and what I meant to say was check out more about us or Keep It Cleaner. <laughs> you can find us on our website at www.keepitcleaner.com.au. <gasps> We're really excited because at the moment we are yes. in the middle of our spring promo. So if you've never 
if you wait, if you've heard of Kick but you've never tried it out before, now is the time. Not only do you receive your first week free, just like anyone else who would sign up at any other time, but you also get fifty percent off your first month. So that's ten dollars for the first month. Less than ten dollars. Less than ten dollars. Um, and you can cancel at any time. It's not yeah. locked in. So just put in if you go to our website www.com. <laughs> Whoa, today you, you do need to enter Keep It Cleaner in between the W's and the com. <laughs> we'll put the link in our show notes. But make sure. www.space.com. <laughs> we'll put the link in our show notes for our correct website. And if you just put in the code SPRING50 at checkout, you will get 50% off. Are you sure it's SPRING50? Yes, it is. It Don't is. No, it is. It is. It All is. these notes will go in our show notes because we have been very messy with this article. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at Keep It Cleaner or Laura.Henshaw or Steph Claire Smith. Wait. What? <laughs> Sorry, but how close are you to 1.5? Uh, Laura. <laughs> Laura. Laura. What? Tell me, tell me. You're how close, close are you to 280? I'm not near 1.5 million again, let's be honest. <laughs> um, how close are you? I don't know. I'm under 10,000 away. <laughs> we can do it. Let's oh my God, it's not an aim. Hashtag Steph to 1.5. Okay, Hashtag love you guys. Laura is obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> I am, it's true. <laughs> Love you guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.